What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 226 of the Geeks Out of Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. What up? And Shelly Walter. Hello. This week, we're geeking out about the Ubisoft Forward event, the Batman-verse we don't need but apparently deserve. <sighs> and speaking of oversaturation, some Star Wars news. Oh, no. <laughs> First special shout It's, it's kind of cool. I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about it in a minute. A little, <laughs> little while. Uh, special shout out to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Geeks of Grace, Brian Struther, Jordan Carter, Casey Covell, Sam Watson, Hannah Bacon, Dan Alo, Trey Brayband, Peter Tallow, Michael Miller Jr., Hannah Goose, Dalton Burton, Michael, Caleb Ardoin, and Communication Flail. We appreciate you guys so much for giving. Let's, let's get into gaming. I guess I'll be, I'll be really brief. I'm still playing Skyrim and it's, it's been fun. I really like it. Uh, cool. I stick with it is Witcher meets Goat Simulator. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> it's a... weird. It's the physics, right? Is it yeah. The ragdoll physics. And you can just kind of do whatever you want. Like you can just yeah. attack anybody. It's so silly. The game is ridiculous. Um, and I don't even have like silly mods on it. I'm just silly game. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joining the companions. I don't know if that matters to anybody. I think there's like multiple factions you can join. Yeah, I did like the companions, the white rooms, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's been cool. Although I'm finding myself very under leveled, even with my fast leveling thing. Like with the side quest for the companions, I just got wrecked by a snow saber tooth tiger thing. It's probably that upscaling thing going on. They're trying. They're trying to stay above where you're at, so you can still have a challenge. And I'm. Raising my challenge a lot by leveling yeah, was, up quickly. I was going to say, yeah, by leveling up faster, that's probably what you're doing. I can make it easier. It's on the third most difficult setting. I'll just maybe oh. knock it down a couple notches. I don't that know. That probably explains it. <laughs> I just, I walked into the room because it's in a house mm-hmm. and I literally opened the door and oh, I died. And I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I, I drank some potions and then walked in and then it took like three hits to kill me and i was like I, i'll come back to you <laughs> <laughs> and so now i ventured i don't know where i'm at some dwarven cave place looking thing <laughs> it's like a city in the side of a hill side of a mountain like the mines of moria Ooh, maybe i don't know the thing the city icon looked really evil morkath morakon i don't know I was like, I want to go there, and then I traveled there, and it's been fun. But yeah, that's that's the Adventures in Skyrim, a game that's cool. 10 years old that I am enjoying now. <laughs> that's okay. It's fun. LJ, what have you been playing? I finished The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, it nice. took me almost 21 hours. It was on. I, it has like a time thing on it, where, and so apparently it took me 20 hours and 59 minutes. Okay, and so uh, I really like the game. Uh, I f- like it's like I said last week. I think now that I finished it, I think a lot of the nonsense that was started over it is overblown. I mean, like everything else on the internet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, people take things too seriously, and it gets out of hand, you know. Um, but I liked it. I liked where it went. Like there was choices and decisions that I feel like the developers wrote for a reason that people were mad at because the way they wanted it to end wasn't fulfilled but i'm like it doesn't have to end the way the way people wanted it to and and i like that naughty dog you know did what they did it's uh it's quite a journey it's it's long it's lengthy like it's supposed to i mean i guess 20 hours isn't that long but people were playing up to 30 hours um but to me it's like they want you to experience every step of that journey going from place to place and um I like it. It it uh, there's definitely some themes that that resonated with me and some of the things that I've been through in my own life, um, and so I like it. It, it it's good. It, it fulfilled what I thought. It, I think it exceeded my expectations really because I mean just based on everything else that I had heard, um, and it's really just overblown. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's still very violent. Um, 
But it definitely has a, a message there. It's a very human story like we talked about last week. So mm-hmm. cool. But yeah, I don't have any uh, much other stuff to say about it. But it what was more that... shocking of an ending, the first game or the second? Without giving any details, just which Ooh, one was worse? That's a good question. Or more shocking? First game. First game? Okay. Yes. Um, there is a thing where I, I do see how people complained that it was a little too long. There, that last chapter, there's the final chapter in that game, I feel like mm-hmm. probably didn't need to be there. Uh, but I still think it was fine. Uh, I think, it, it again, it was for a reason. It was very deliberate. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, we have our review of that game up on the website, actually, that just got published today as of this recording. So um, I encourage everybody to go check out that review and see what uh, uh, our uh, reviewer thought about it. So yeah, that's it for Last of Us. Um, and then cool. uh, something else that uh, I got I got to play around with this week was the Xbox Elite controller. Yeah, a, a family member cool. sold uh, sold it to me. Uh, I just I just don't think they really like knew what they were able to get out of it as far as like gaming and like they just kind of didn't really like yeah they yeah so it's got like the extra sticks you can change there's like a convex mm-hmm. concave sticks there's the paddles mm-hmm. on it this is the one that joe was basically able to play with one hand whenever he injured his wrist uh yeah so got um, it. yeah and you can hook it up to your pc as well um it's a good controller it's a part of it's like metal and stuff when you change the sticks they like they're like magnetic they like magnetize onto like on onto the the to the controller where they're supposed to go um that uh that little circular d-pad is actually pretty cool uh especially for me for like fighting games because i played injustice 2 on my on my xbox to see like how that looked in 4k and on the original controller with that d-pad i hate that d-pad it feels uncomfortable to me and so with this new weird circular one it it helps a lot with uh uh, with with fighting games i feel like um for me anyway but it's a really cool controller it's got these sliders too where you can change how far you want the triggers to go so like usually when you're pu- pushing a controller on an xbox or a ps4 they there's a lot of space in between the bottom of the trigger and and the top one that you're letting them loose but for like shooters they have these switches you can pull up to where it takes a lot less for you to get like for you to pull the trigger and you can just do it like a lot quicker um there's raised sticks also which are supposed to help uh the paddles for shortcuts on the back. It's a super cool controller. It's those things are pretty pricey alone, especially the series two. Yeah. But uh, I like it. Uh, it's it's been really good so far. I can imagine it would make shooters really mm-hmm. cool for me. Well, like even uh, it helped me out a lot on on NASCAR because I've been reviewing NASCAR Heat Five, and mm-hmm. so it helped me to uh, learn how to. It helped me take the turns better. Because uh, instead of ma- instead of pulling my stick all the way to the left or right, like probably not like I'm. I'm probably not supposed to be doing that, doing it that way anyway. But it uh, it helps me a lot with taking my turns better. So it helps uh, depending on what game you're playing. I think there's a use for it. So like even Rocket cool. League, I I, uh, I I enjoyed playing that with it too. Definitely. So yeah, that's what I've been up to in the gaming room. Cool. Mm-hmm. How about you, Shelly? You you played a lot. It looks I like played a lot. Um, yeah, you got I a lot some on there. Board games, so I'm actually gonna save that for the end of the show when we're geeking about oh, about other things. I'll just split it up to just video games this week. Yeah. Um, okay. So actually, they're all games I've played before. Um, just haven't played in a long time. So I brought up Splatoon two. Um, sometimes I like to casually just watch speed runs in the background when I'm working or something, and I've watched a Splatoon two speed run fairly recently and so i kind of got in the mood i was like oh i want to play splatoon 2 so i fired it up and i had an hour and a half worth of updates because it's been so long since i played it but i i was playing more of the campaign which was fun and i feel like i'm really rusty still at the game it's been a long time since i played but it's still pretty fun it's just a really well designed game in general um but then I was feeling really nostalgic sometime this weekend, and I decided to buy a um, PopCap Games bundle on Steam because I played PopCap Games all the time when I was a kid. I would just go to the website and I would just play um, a bunch of those games. So I played Feeding Frenzy 2. I played and beat. It's a very short game. I just beat the whole thing. Um, And Peggle... 
and Chuzzle Pegola is so good. <laughs> yeah. Pegola's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Pegola's a good game. I've played... Um, I played Pegola a lot, actually. I beat it probably two or three times just throughout my entire life from whenever I first started playing it to now. I just keep getting new versions. Like, I have one... I had one on my phone for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just haven't played in a while, so I'm I like, sure, have, I'll play Pegola again. I have, I think, one of them on Xbox, probably. Yeah. That's where I first played it. Yeah, because I would keep just getting on new things, I guess. And then, um, <laughs> but that was that's one of the newer ones. Feeding Frenzy Two is pretty old. Um, I played the original and Feeding Frenzy Two uh, when I was a kid, like a lot. Um, it's basically like the uh, think of the beginning of Spore. If you've ever played Spore, where you're like a small little microorganism and you're you going around eat eating things, yeah, yeah and then. You see a bunch of other bigger stuff around you that can eat you. Oh, but you, once you get enough food, you get big enough that you can eat them. That, yeah, it's that, you get but to be game. fish, right? Plus, uh, yeah, you, you eat fish. And it's cool because it actually gives you, like, fish fun facts after every level you eat. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. It's it's just a fun game. It, it was harder than mm-hmm. I remember. I kept I kept dying. I was like, seriously? What the heck? All these leopard sharks <laughs> keep killing me. Um, but, yeah, so I just played and beat that because i could and um then also chuzzle deluxe that one is um it's somewhat similar to bejeweled which is another popcap game that is much more popular i actually still have bejeweled on my phone and play it occasionally um when i'm bored or just need something to fiddle around with but um chuzzle is slightly different but man i kind of forgot these games existed i know they're super old but i mean i putting them on newer platforms too yeah, I felt so much nostalgia for it. Like, it's so funny because, like, Pega looks like a, you know, kind of, not new game, but it doesn't looks look like a super flash old. game, kind of. Um, yeah, and, like, Plants vs. Zombies is another game that I played and beat, like, probably three different times on three different, like, machines or consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Feeding Frenzy and Chuzzle Dude, those are old. I also have, I also got Zuma on there, but I haven't, I, I haven't oh, played yeah, Zuma Oh, yeah, like Luxor and stuff. I remember Luxor was a big one I played. Yeah, I was I was hoping um, I forget what it's called, but there was like a bookworm game where you would like mash words together. Um, yeah. I don't think that was part of. The, I don't even think that's on Steam in general. I looked for it, um, but mm. PopCap is just so great, and their games are very timeless, and I just will always enjoy them. It's crazy because... that EA owns them now. Yeah, it's like mm. weird to think about how. Like, Plants vs. Zombies really ascended in its popularity over, like, everything else that PopCap made. And the fact yeah. that they're doing, like, you know, the... Garden Warfare the, the, Yeah, Garden Warfare. I'm just like, dang, this those is are, crazy. Those are fun, too. Yeah, like, and I... Because, like, I looked on Steam for these games, and it was just so funny. Because it's like, you know, I'd already owned Plants vs. Zombies. And then they're like, pretty much other, other every other game on here was only, like, five bucks max. Mm-hmm. Um... And so, like, the whole bundle was only, like, $12, $13, I think. Um, but then I looked and I saw the, you know, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare 2, whatever the newest one is on that. It was, oh, like, a full yeah. $60 game. And they I was came out like, with oh, a Battle gosh. for Neighborville or something. Yeah, which is that's like what it is. a service game now. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know, it's just crazy to me how, how PopCap's grown. It's cool because they're a local company. They, like, I think they're from, their head, HQ at least is in Seattle. I'm pretty sure so cool anyway yeah i was just going on a nostalgia trip i was just bringing up real old games that i felt like playing again but that's those are the video games i played i took i played some board games I'll, i'd love to talk about later and after the podcast or at the end of the podcast yeah cool cool all right we'll get into uh you can start with the ubi stuff stuff uh, I'll, I'll get to that after. Uh, I wanted to mention first, kind of the most silliest news. Okay, is, go for it. Um, there's, so, the Devolver uh, conference, was, or not conference, the live stream was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ubisoft was on Sunday. So, Devolver uh, announced release dates and showed some stuff. But the weirdest thing is they showed off this game that's free you can download on Steam right now called Devolver Land. And so, basically, mm-hmm. it's like a walking simulator set in an abandoned convention center. Basically, like, th- that was canceled for a mysterious reason. Uh, <laughs> which, which is so, like... like they had the dark... Like, I love how dark the humor is sometimes. Yeah, and so... Uh, They're definitely so dark humor. 
Yeah. So the idea is you walk into this place, you can go to all these booths and exhibits that are related to a lot of their games coming out right now. Like they have like spots where you can actually watch trailers in the game. Like they have one for like Serious Sam 4. They have one for I think Shadow Warrior 3 and like another game or two. But it's like, it's what, what they call it's a, they call it a, a marketing simulator or something, which really like that's kind of what it is it's a free game you can download that's also going to show you trailers of their new stuff so it's like a virtual tour of some of the things that they advertise during the conference um which uh we actually have a pr connect with delver now as well so uh i think everybody's going to be seeing some of these games on our website at some point um Mm -hmm. out of that out of that my favorite announcement was fall guys i'm looking forward to that so much that has a release date now yeah um yeah, and yeah, so, so um, yeah, this thing is just weird. I haven't tried it for myself, but I probably will at some point. But yeah, uh, Devolver does weird crap like this every now and then. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the first piece of news. Uh, so then now we're gonna get into some Ubisoft stuff. Last week, uh, Far Cry Six was leaked. <laughs> I, I I say I, I'm gonna put that in quotes because the last couple years uh a lot of the assassin's creed stuff has been leaking uh far cry stuff has been le- leaking so it's like i'm almost convinced that ubisoft is doing this themselves now <laughs> yeah. i mean they definitely handled it like a leak but they handled it really well yeah by having that weird little like teaser yeah and so uh this was officially announced this uh they didn't show like any gameplay for it but it was a really cool cinematic trailer there was parts of it where i couldn't tell if it was real or if it was like cg it was pretty legit uh it was yeah hard to watch that made you anxious oh yeah yeah, yeah. it was pretty intense it, yeah it, it is got some intensity in, in, yeah so i can't remember that actor's name but he's really good at that yeah um yeah he's the at the villain from breaking bad uh yeah and the villain in mandalorian oh yeah that's right mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah, uh, what the heck? He was really good in Breaking Bad, though. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. I enjoyed Far Cry 5 a lot. Uh, that, it was it was interesting because they did have that religious like cult stuff, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I had a blast with that game. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for Far Cry 6, whatever this is going to be. Uh, there's no gameplay yet. Uh, and then the third piece of news, which kind of sucks, in my opinion, because it's like, what are, what, what are we going to do? Um... But they announced the release date for Assassin's Creed Valhalla in in November. Uh, it's gonna be, I mean, it's gonna be in November. But it's the same week as Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Ugh, that's sad. I want both those games more than I've <laughs> I wanted any game in such a long time. <laughs> I do too. Oh. They're so cool, both of them. Like I want because I'm Witcher has got me sold now. Mm-hmm. I'm a Witcher three fan. Uh, which is so funny because when I first started playing that, I was like, meh. Uh, (laughs) But I've been so into, like, Viking stuff. Last Kingdom's, like, my favorite show, and I've been wanting to play this game ever since I heard that it was a thing. Yeah. I I don't don't know. know. Like, I'm going to have to save up some money, or I'm just going to have to wait on Assassin's Creed because I already know, like, what that's going to be. So they showed 30 minutes of gameplay during the Ubisoft thing, and Mm -hmm. I think it's that 30 minutes that got leaked that we talked about last week yeah and it looks good but it, it also looks a lot like origins and odyssey yeah it definitely doesn't seem next gen by any by, they, by any means i should say too for the people who didn't get that connection i say witcher 3 because the people who made witcher 3 are making cyberpunk yes so people are the listeners are like wait what <laughs> yeah um what, what i do like about assassin's creed that looks cool is they're bringing some of like the stealth elements back some of the sneaking elements because Mm-hmm. Stealth was basically, it was a pain in Odyssey to me because it's like you would try to get somebody, but they wouldn't even go down in one shot half the time, especially if they were like a strong enemy or whatever. And I'm like, well, why even why even stealth? Let me just get caught, fight everybody. Um, but they're bringing some of the sneaking back. Like you can actually blend with crowds again. Like Ivor will throw up his oh. or her hood. They'll throw up the hood again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm like, okay. So they're bringing back some of those elements that Assassin's Creed fans love. And so... They bring back the Hidden Blade, uh, which was not in Odyssey. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. So it looks cool. Uh, Cyberpunk also looks cool. 
But again, I th- I already know what Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be. I don't necessarily know what Cyberpunk is going to be yet. So as it gets closer, I'll I'll probably have to make a decision there. So. Cool. Yeah, uh, that's kind of the the news this week. Um, and then we have an interesting pull list. Um, Super Hot Mind Control Delete is an expansion that's coming out this week. If you already own a copy of Super Hot, you get the expansion. Um, cool. Ooblets is releasing in early access. <laughs> this game has been people have been waiting for this game for the last couple of years. Um, and then Ghost of Tsushima comes out this week. Oh, which yeah, I'm definitely that's a big that game. I might stream this a week or two after I finish Portal, uh, just to kind of just kind of show everybody what it's like you know, that you know that may not have it yet or are still curious about it. So, yeah, that's the pull list. Cool. Hmm. Then we'll get into movies. Ah, uh, Shelley, what did you what did you watch today? So this week? I. W- yeah, I watched a movie I've been meaning to watch for years, literally years. Um, <laughs> I finally watched Spirited Away. I've been, I've nice. been, I'm a huge Studio Ghibli fan. This is the one that so so many people say is their favorite. Um, this is the highest grossing, at least highest grossing animated film in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally watched it, and oh, it's so good. <laughs> I really wish I watched it sooner. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. You've never seen it. I think I've seen that movie more than any other Ghibli movie. Yeah. What's your favorite Ghibli movie, Cody? Do you have a favorite? My favorite? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. We're talking about Spirited Away. And like I said, I've seen that movie so many times. Probably so is. it's close to my heart. I really like Mononoke, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, so I said, I think last week I said Porco Rosso was one of my favorites, but also I, I think really How's Moving Castle is probably my my true favorite because that was one of those ones where they, it's actually based off a book, which is weird. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. I actually read the book in high school and that got me to watch the movie. So like that has a special place in my heart, but Christian Bale mm-hmm. also does the voice for Hal in that movie. So it's just like, yeah, that's such me, a great that's, movie. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. How yeah. can I choose? There's Totoro too. <laughs> There's so many. I don't know if Totoro is my favorite. It's just the most iconic. I know, There's other ones on HBO one. Max that I still haven't even seen yet that I should probably watch. Yeah, because that's the thing is that my, my one of my friends has uh, an HBO Max account, so that's a way where we're able to watch it. And I was looking at those movies. I'm like, dang it, there's so many I haven't seen. And Daniel mm-hmm. said the same thing. So what we might do is end up like if there's like a trial or something that's like a week or month or whatever, we may get the trial. Watch as many of the Sue Ghibli movies as we can, and then it's seven quit. days. <laughs> it's just seven days. Okay. Yeah. We'll plan out a time to do it because there's so there's so many other Ghibli movies I, I want to see that I haven't seen, like Cat Returns yeah. and yeah. Um, Wind Rises. I still haven't seen that one. I've heard that one's amazing. I mean, they're all great. Honestly, I haven't mm-hmm. seen Porco Rosso. Like, I want to watch these movies, but at least I finally have seen Spirit Away. And if you haven't seen it, yes, please go watch it. Um. It's so good. I just, the entire movie, I related to Ch- Chihiro so much, just like in her reactions. And literally, like <laughs> when she was eating her the food and sobbing, I'm just like, that's a mood that I can relate to so hard. Like, I've literally done that so many times where I'm just like feeling emotionally and mentally unstable. And then I start eating food, I just start sobbing. Like, it's <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Also, Haku is just little Howl. Like, he's just, like, the entire time, yeah. like, look, it's Howl, but it's it's not. It's Haku, but I'm just like, oh, it's Howl. It's just, they, they look the same. They act the same. Which I'm totally fine with because that's great. I love Howl. I love Haku. They're great. Um, but it's just, like, it was just super cool. I was um, sort of looking at this article... Um, not long afterwards, just about like different facts about the movie and how um, Hayao Miyazaki really just wanted to make this movie um, like for 10 year old girls and showing them representing him in the way that isn't just like the, you know, how Disney always represents women, mm. at least like when this movie, back when it came out, a lot of Disney movies are just like, oh, the Disney princess and oh, like getting a prince or finding a dude or Mm -hmm. doing some other weird thing. But this is just like a girl who has extremely human, real emotions. She's literally just a a person. She's Mm -hmm. just a kid. (laughs) And all of her reactions are, and what she does or what a kid would do who, you know, Mm -hmm. is her age. And 
of her maturity. Um, and I just thought that was super cool because there's really not a lot of representation like that out there. If there's a movie about a 10 year old girl, usually she's very special or something, at least in Western media, Western mm -hmm. animation. But it's just super refreshing um, to see just someone that, you know, I'm, I'm 23 now, but I feel like I can relate to her a lot. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> wow, that's a, it's just a great movie. It makes me, <sighs> especially if we get the trial and really, really enjoy the other Studio Ghibli movies, it may be enough to, to make me just get an HBO Max account, even though I don't really know what else I would watch on there. Just because There's so many movies on there, it's ridiculous. Exactly. If you so love I movies, I recommend it. I might just bite because I don't have Hulu or anything. They ha they haven't given me a reason point. to cancel it yet. Like, because yeah. I've watched a movie on there probably almost every week now. And isn't Teen Titans on there now, too? Yes, yeah. there's a lot of DC stuff on there. Yeah, I might bite, but um, after I get married. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll wait till at least then. But Studio Ghibli movies are a very big motivator for me because... <laughs> if yeah. you have access to them all the time, yeah. Because mm -hmm. yeah, it's I, like I watched I watched Kiki's Delivery Service pretty recently mm -hmm. too, and so I'm just like, oh, they're just the best movies. Why don't I watch these constantly? <laughs> you know, I'm like I already want to watch Beard Away again. There's a lot that I, I haven't seen that I'd love that. to. Mm -hmm. um, so what you mentioned Kiki's the Service last week. I saw that movie way back in like first or second grade because my teacher wow. at the time loved like loved that movie, and so mm -hmm. that was like before I even knew what anime was, and I just think it's cool because yeah, all the Hayao Miyazaki movies they're so like kid friendly. Exactly, for, that was like, like Mononoke probably. That was like some of the my, darker yeah, ones. like like Grave of Fireflies. Like, dude, I'm not yeah. gonna watch that unless I'm really, really emotionally <laughs> ready. Um, but no, when you said it, that, that reminds me of like, uh, when I watched, when I was a kid, I watched a lot of Sailor Moon and Hamtaro and oh, I yeah, didn't I really did know. I love Hamtaro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I also watched Pokemon and I also watched Digimon. Like those are also anime, but mm -hmm. like looking back, I feel like Sailor Moon and Hamtaro were way more anime than those other shows mm -hmm. just for some reason. But, um, it's like, yeah, I actually watched a lot of anime growing up. I just didn't acknowledge it. I didn't recognize it as any different than like western cartoons because i didn't really know the difference it's all cartoons it's mm -hmm. all media so. i'm pretty sure i got made fun of by my siblings back in the day because i used to watch sailor moon i really want to re-watch <laughs> sailor moon or the like newer sailor moon because it's mm -hmm. literally been so long like when i watched it as a kid that i don't remember like anything from it but i feel like Same. if i were my to wife go back and watch it, it i would start to remember things and it'd be awesome but mm -hmm. it was just i was it was so long ago when i watched that's that's going on an entire tangent. That's what I watched this week was Spirited Away, so we can move on. Feeling, feeling nostalgic. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. What about you, LJ? Uh, I watched. Uh, I watched yesterday. I watched Stuber. Uh, okay, which yeah. Is a funny movie. Uh, it's with, with Drax. Dave, yeah, with Dave Batista, and uh, mm -hmm. I forget the other guy's name, um, but he's an Indian guy, and he something uh, Kumar. Yeah, I know he's been oh, in stuff, uh, but he's really good in that movie. Because so basically, the plot is that Dave Batista he has he's this cop, and he has LASIK surgery, and there's a particular guy that he's after that resurfaces on the same day, and so he he can't do anything because he can't see. He tries to drive, and so he ends up having to call an Uber, and uh, so that's the whole. The whole movie is about them, like, having to deal with each other. The, the guy, like, has to, like, help him sometimes. Uh, the, the jokes that uh, the driver has, uh, Stu, uh, they're great because he makes fun of, like, Batista's size and stuff. So when he first gets in the car, mm -hmm. he tells him, he's like, oh, he's all, what's up, man? You want me to drive you to all the Sarah Connors in town? <laughs> <laughs> like, stuff like that. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so he, uh, it's really good. I recommend it. It's, it's a fun movie. I mean, it's got it does have some like language and it's a cop movie. People get shot and stuff like so. It's still like I think it is actually rated R, uh, but it's it's a fun movie. It's pretty harmless, I think. Cool. Mm -hmm. See, so, yeah, that's all I watched. Sweet. I watched uh, Uncut Gems, Oof, which is oh man, it's a rough movie. It's uncut. Uh, it's Adam Sandler. <laughs> It's not a funny movie at no, all, which I didn't it. go into it thinking that it was. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. 
Right. But it's kind of like his... I can't remember like, the right term, but when, like someone's fishing for an award. Oh, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely one of those kind of movies. He's where done it's... a couple of those. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's probably the me- the most realistic performance I've ever seen him play. That's uh, good. I didn't feel like I was watching Adam Sandler try to be serious. That's uh, good. Yeah, it was definitely like a, like, just, oh, it was really good acting. Um, it's very uncomfortable, though. If you mm-hmm. liked, or I, I don't think anyone liked The Joker, but appreciated The Joker uh, movie, then yeah. I think you'll appreciate this. I can't imagine people going like, oh, I really like that. It was a fun movie because it just, it yeah, makes you feel kind of. The Joker is a movie that like, it was really good, but it's a movie that I do not want to watch again. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you kind of itchy and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And a, like. I consider halfway through the Joker if I should even be watching that movie. <laughs> I'm like, it's, uh. You might get the similar sense with this movie. Uh, a couple of morals that I caught from it, that I pulled from it. Um which I don't usually do, but I, th- I thought that would be kind of cool to bring to the podcast, is uh, he has a hard time saying no, and that causes a lot of his issues. Uh, if someone tells him this is what's got going down, then he kind of whines about it, but he lets it happen, uh, and that caused a lot of his problems. But the other thing that happened is that he wouldn't listen to people who were trying to feed him wisdom. Uh, he felt like he had all the answers, and so he would make these stupid, stupid decisions in the movie, and, like, it was because he wouldn't listen to the people around him that were trying to help him. Mm. And, I don't know. His name is Ratman. His last name is. I can't remember the first name of the character. And it's very fitting. It's about a jeweler who is uh, trying to make as much money as possible. And he obviously owes a lot of money. He's mm. trying to get, kind of, like, pay that off, but still end up ahead. And things just go bad over and over yeah and i was gonna again. say there's probably some like mob stuff involved yeah it all and it's so roller coastery it's like mm. it's doing okay it's not doing okay it's doing all right it's not doing okay <laughs> and you're just like just stop while you're ahead man <laughs> oh man it's a. Uh, it had me i was laying down while i watched it and i know that i literally at one point i sat up like hands over my mouth going come on what's gonna happen like i felt so suspensed edge of your seat yeah uh <laughs> so if you're into that kind of thing um then you might you might appreciate the movie and, and want to watch it like i said if you appreciated the joker and how the acting was and how uncomfortable it made you feel uh this movie will kind of do the same thing in a lot of ways wow. different reasons but yeah very similar in that in the feeling that i got in my gut while watching them Sounds yeah, good. It's on Netflix. Rated R. Beware of that. Because uh, that was the Joker, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. We'll get into the movie news. Yeah, so... We didn't have a lot of very interesting news, I would say, this week. But it's that's okay. Lame. But sort of mentioned at the top of the show... Um, so... Batman is getting its own universe, and that's sort of movies and TV. It's being introduced by the Batman, so that's Robert Pattinson Batman. And it's just, I don't, I, DC's getting really desperate. I don't think more universes is the answer. So um, I think better show, movies is the answer. Is like, isn't it Gotham PD, like this new show that they're doing? Yeah. yeah and i'm like didn't y'all just do a weird gotham series anyway like, yeah. it was literally gotham was literally the same pitch as the show yes. i don't yes. understand it <laughs> yes i, I kept joking that also, it was csi gotham when gotham came out i was gonna say also it's just a little bit strange timing to make another show about a police force that's true that too. <laughs> i'm just saying mm-hmm. um but I don't know, man. Do we need a... I, I didn't think we needed another Batman reboot. Now yeah. we're getting a Batman reboot, reboot that's introducing an entire little universe. mini universe. They don't like, even know what to do bruh. with the movies right now, let alone no, that. No, they don't. Like, they're making this other thing, and it's just like, <laughs> y'all just need to make good movies. That's all you need to do. You don't need to have a universe. You don't need it's to... CW. Just focus on that to make a good content. Joker was good. Again, I never watched it. But just everyone, <laughs> everywhere, 
it's a very, very well done movie. It's not connected to DCAU, okay? It's very separated. Can we can we maybe do more? They've talked of that? about making them link, and I really hope that doesn't happen. Oh, potentially, that would they be very well, awkward. Potentially, they could. The way that that movie ended, but they definitely could. And then what'll happen is this is going to take place in the '90s. That kind of took place in the '80s. Mm-hmm. And so this Batman movie is supposed to take place Stop. in the 90s. Oh, no. Stop. Don't connect. I don't it. want it. Don't do it. Oh, oh no. my. Imagine Robert Pattinson's Batman, which, again, is will probably be fine. I don't want to hand on Robert Pattinson at all. But just that context thrown into the Joker, I can't see it. Yeah. That's too... Uh, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I... Yeah. They're running out of ideas, and at this point, they don't even need to really fight with Marvel because right now Marvel is. I mean, all of the movie industry is kind of on pause right now. Yeah. Like Marvel still has their ideas, but they're just they're just holding on to them. They're not like pushing Mm -hmm. out anything right now. They're just like, we're just gonna wait. We're gonna wait until Black Widow can come out, and then we'll put out Black Widow, and then we'll go with the rest of what we already have planned. They're not doing anything new. They're not doing anything like that. They're throwing in. They're just. Being very patient because, I mean, I guess they can afford to do that. They can just sit like, back maybe and DC can. Maybe, maybe DC is just like, we gotta, we gotta keep doing this stuff. We gotta keep changing it up because we need something that works. And, and bruh, when did another universe work? <laughs> In my, I don't. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, yeah. that's me ranting. Um, it's okay. Anyway, Fast and Furious 9 is going to be in space, according to Ludacris. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to segue. Ludacris basically hinted at this idea and joked about this idea that Fast and Furious 9 is going to at least take place somewhat partially or entirely in space. Um, I That's not surprising if it's true. We've literally <laughs> made jokes about that before. Yeah, yeah. I have been saying that they're going to have a Lambo on the moon. For the longest time, it's going to happen. I don't think that they'll put the Lambo on the moon this movie, though. I think they'll get into a satellite and they'll launch the car from the satellite. <laughs> Why I think so it'll be Fast and Furious movies? It'll the be movie ridiculous... after that, they'll get to the moon. <laughs> yeah, like, it'll be Gosh, as ridiculous dang. as Doom Guy launching himself down to Earth in Doom Eternal. But, like, it it's a make... car. Like, <laughs> They've got to... To the moon. Yeah, they've got to move in segments. It can't be oh, launch your car into all space. the way to the moon. <laughs> How's so that for weird. a Space Force? I... Space Force, yep. I want more Space Force, man. Can you... Give me that. Don't give me Fast and Furious 9. Stop Did Fast and Furious it? the general, please. I just... Can they end yet? Can they just stop? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think they're going to go to 10 so far, and I think that's supposed to be it. If they just end at 10, that's fine. That's still so many movies, but <laughs> if, if there's going to be an ad ahead, that's at least an improvement. Um, but anyway. I wonder if then Vin Diesel can make a I Am Group joke. <laughs> that would be interesting. But anyway. Um, and then speaking of sort of sci-fi-ish, well, I don't know how it's about sci-fi. It's kind of, it reminds me of sci-fi-y. Um, vibes, but Tron 3 is still happening. Um, so the original came out in the 80s. The second came out in 2010. I really like that movie. I yeah. love that soundtrack too. I think I watched it once, that's, but I like I love the soundtrack because it's Daft Punk. That's easily like one of my favorite like movie soundtracks ever. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember anything from the movie. In fact, I think I just watched it and was very confused and bored but i love the soundtrack <laughs> i'd have to watch it again i'm sure it's on disney plus because it's a disney um related movie but yes. anyway they're they're making a third and um they don't have a director yet but the script is written and That's jared right. leto is gonna be in it <laughs> i'm trying to remember it makes I don't sense think he was in the previous one was he? i can't imagine i don't know if he was or that not. would be I nuts know. it's been it's been a while since i've seen it it's been a while since that movie came out so, I can't imagine he would have been in a be, movie ten years ago. Would be like, well, he's been in stuff, yeah, like pretty early on, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, <laughs> like that would Lord be of War with Nicolas Cage was like one of the first movies I think I've seen. Ever. I could have swore he was in Ghost in the Shell, but it was Blade Runner. I thought he was in both, and I was like, he's in the cyberpunk movies. Yeah, like I don't. I mean, he'll fit the vibe for sure. I think. Yeah. Um, 
I just, it's crazy to think that, that this series, like, if it's gonna be a trilogy, I don't know if it's gonna be a trilogy or anything, but it's spanning so many movies, like, so many, so much time. 40 years-ish? If this comes out in, like, 2022? That's crazy. Okay, mm-hmm. he, apparently Jared Leto was supposed to be in Legacy, or he was supposed to be in a scene or something, so oh, he wasn't actually in that one. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Right. I know there was like a show or two as well that came out on Disney. Uprising. Disney. Yeah. Disney does their Disney thing. They've done um, some spin-off video games that have been pretty good since then too. That's true. Disney's still milking that uh, IP, you know, in yeah, other ways. Yeah, just, just a little bit. Um, but mm-hmm. now, now you got Jared Leto on contract apparently so i think elijah wood was in uprising in the animated one i think he voiced oh, the main wow character. let's go frodo baggins um, <laughs> but i'm here for it though i'm a tr- i like i like that universe yeah it could be really interesting um but yeah that's that's all of our movie news again kind of weird this week but we we gotta do what we gotta do during the pandemic so yeah <laughs> all good mm-hmm all right, well, we're getting to TV. LJ, what, uh, what, how was Westworld? I forgot you yeah, watched so, that. Yeah, so I watched an episode of that after we were talking about the Fallout stuff. Mm-hmm. And I only literally watched one episode because I had such a busy week that, like, that's all I watched was one episode. Or I think I watched parts of the second one, like the beginning of the second one. But that show is a dang trip. Like, just from episode one. I'm like, what is even happening? Like, it is insane. Uh, the best way I've been able to, to describe that show to people is like Jurassic Park, but like a Western and futuristic. Um, just basically, there's stuff that is going wrong, and nobody's going to be ready for it. <laughs> it is insane. The way they did those, the people too, like I see what you're saying now about how like they could be good at the Fallout thing with that, with the Sims. Oh, yeah. Because the, those people are so trippy, like watching oh man I, I don't even i mean i guess it's been out for a couple of years now i mean you know that first season but oh it is crazy like like there is nudity but it's like so far none of it is like i mean it's it's more like not it's not all like sexual like most shows are like it's just mm-hmm. that's for some reason that's the way they show the synth like i'm sure there is probably some of that in the show but um uh, i it, it is just wild to me like just the way how they talk about how they had to write narratives for the you know these attractions and characters and stuff and then the way they handle certain things related to that like uh whenever they had the defective ones uh, how they basically like had this bandit character come in earlier and just start shooting people and i'm like that was such a cool scene too because i loved uh that uh the track in it was basically painted black but it was like this like orchestrated version it was like western version of painted black by rolling stones so good uh i was like oh that scene was so cool um but yeah i really liked it and i plan to watch more of it cool mm-hmm. yeah i love that show so much we're a little behind season two's getting gotten really crazy uh but i never got i think i only got four or five episodes in so they only have a season two right now right aren't they isn't season three coming yeah Maybe oh I'm thinking season three yeah okay. I'm in season three I've seen season I was two. confused because I think I thought there was a third season that could be right maybe I haven't seen <laughs> no I definitely saw season two I didn't okay. think about it yeah is season three is what they're are about to do or they just did I think they're like still working on I think it's still coming out okay <laughs> I was gonna say we should look oh no uh season three yeah was still coming out. Oh, cool. So it's not out yet. No, it ended May 3rd, 2020. Oh, oh, so it just came out. Yeah, just ended. Sweet. So I probably watched four or five episodes into that. I didn't realize I was almost done with the season. I didn't realize it was so short. Yeah, because aren't they like 10 episodes? This one's eight. Okay. Sweet. That means I know I know it's going to be an easy show to like get through. Yeah. As far as like length. Season two. <laughs> yeah, I remember now because this one has gotten really, really crazy. Season two was, um, I don't want to give too much away, um, <laughs> but I mean, it, everything just gets intense as it goes. Like things get crazier and crazier. And the first episode was intense. I have no idea. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's insane. It's less uh, and less about Westworld as you go. I, I think that's fine. It's, yeah. 
I, th- I think know, already knowing that, I think I'll enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that was people that just came for the Western aesthetic and probably, like, didn't like it after that. Right. Yeah, it's, uh... It's much more... That's a good way to put it. It doesn't give, like, a ton away. That just gives you kind of the setting. Um, mm-hmm. You've visited outside the park already, LJ. Yes. Uh, so you'll just... That becomes That more show more exists both inside and outside the park as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you couldn't do that much if it was all inside the park. Mm-hmm. Like, that story is literally on a loop, as you find out in the first episode. Um, so mm-hmm. you have to break the chain a little bit. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, Good yeah, stuff. It's crazy. Love that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about... Me. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at notes. <laughs> I didn't watch anything. <laughs> nope. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched a couple of things. Um... I didn't... Well, we'll start with Warrior Nun, because I was watching that last week. I think I just watched a single episode. I've watched the entire season now, and it's so much fun, guys. I don't know how to put it. That's good to hear. I don't think there was any actual nudity. There is um, a sex scene, but a rated M for mature show that has no nudity, I'm, like, all in for. Um, That's awesome. Hopefully they don't do that in like season two or something. I feel like that's a rare that's occasion with shows like this. Yeah, yeah, and I want more of that. I think that's like, you I don't can know. You make good stuff without having sex and nudity in it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah. I hate, I don't like having nudity in the stuff that I'm watching, and I also don't like recommending shows that have nudity in it. Like, exactly. It just feels real gross on a Christian podcast. Um, and so I was really happy to see that. And it's incredibly cheesy. Um, oh, I don't want to give, and the ending is really, really good. <laughs> I don't want to say much more than that. Like I was very, um, I'm ready for season two very much. Um, my one thing that I will say about the ending, I don't like this about Netflix shows is that they like to end them. Them cliffhangers. Yeah. It feels Dang. like a mid season finale and on this one it's really bad it almost feels like it's the episode before yeah a mid season finale there was a show my mom watched i think it was a new show called it was called like sweet magnolia or something and she said it ended in in the same kind of way like it was some ridiculous thing that happened and they just cliffhang it and i was like oh that sucks like i know what i know what she's talking about when she says that cuz we've experienced it yeah the first time i noticed it was with voltron and yeah. in Voltron, that's an older show, so I can spoil it a little bit. And it's, I don't even know where in the show, but they're literally, like, fleeing a fight scene. And someone, like, is chasing them in the fight scene. And that's where they end for the season. Yeah. And it's like, no, you need one more episode. <laughs> or yeah. just even ten more minutes. Like, come to this resolution a little bit. Yeah. Because um, most shows on cable television, they'll leave, leave like, a cliffhanger. Um, but the arc itself is kind of finished. And in yes. this, the arc was just, just there. <laughs> so I'm ready for another season. Um, I really like the main character. The tone of the show is really, really weird. Uh, we talked about it. Like it has to do with the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. They have a scene where the Pope is getting like ready for something. And they play this like crazy EDM music while <laughs> he's getting ready. Okay. And totally, it's just like, what is happening? <laughs> um, it kind of reminded me of The Witcher in that way, because Witcher had a really weird, um, they just like, their identity wasn't quite there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this doesn't really know what it is sometimes. Um, I also noticed, Tia thinks maybe it was intentional um, to kind of show the story, but she talks to herself a lot. She like, you mm. hear her in her thoughts, and you don't in the last like three episodes. But that was really huh. kind of weird after hearing it for so long. Um, for it to just abruptly stop. And my wife is saying, thinking that maybe it was because it was a show that she was so busy and preoccupied that she didn't have time to think and that she was reacting. Hmm. Uh, which would be interesting. But yeah, it, it's also this weird thing totally where the beginning of it is her being very prodigal in the fact that she's like running away and doesn't want her, her calling. Um, and then obviously at some point she has come to ter- terms with being the warrior nun. Um and so that is definitely like a tonal change in itself. It's a little uh, rigid, I guess, mm. would be a good way to put it. But other than that, if you want a fun, s- somewhat cheesy, 
Okay, it's really cheesy. Um, <laughs> high budgeted, wonderful show. I recommend it. It was so much fun to watch. Um, and because of the Christian faith stuff, there was a lot of ways to connect uh, from a Christian standpoint too. That's cool. cool. Yeah, I it's goofy. That. Goofy in a comic book sense. Not in a Bible man sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other show I watched, I got all excited. Uh, I didn't realize that Ruby season seven was out. Uh, oh, and completely. apparently it's been out it's for a been while. been out for a while. Yes, sir. Yeah. I was just behind. Um, so I have a few more episodes to watch of that. But I'm really enjoying it. They had like a whole costume change. Um, the tone's very much the same, I feel like. Uh, if not, maybe getting a little bit more serious. Uh, the plot is getting very uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And what I liked what they did with the season is... Uh, at first, they were like, oh, man, this is a global scale, everything's crazy thing. Um, but they're kind of bringing it back in to where it's still just as important to the world. Um, but the problems that they're having are even more personal. Um, and I thought that was really cool to kind of bring it into. It, it just made those characters seem even more important than they've already been. And they were already cool, important characters to the story. Uh, yeah, How do you, it's fun. What do you think about their outfits? Because they get to change their outfits and their hair and stuff. I like all of it except for Yang because Yang looks like a pilot and I've never seen her fly anything. I haven't seen it, but because like, doesn't her thing like, they show her with like a motorcycle a lot or something. So are she yeah, like motorcycles. Her motor- thing. Yeah. I was going to say, so yeah. is, it, is it more pilot or more motorcycle? Like it's more pilot. She's got like goggle glasses. It might be, they might've been trying to go for a biker thing, but it looks like a pilot to me. Okay. And I'm betting that. that she's probably actually flown something before, but not my point. She's not. <laughs> it's not really her archetype as a pilot. Like, is what yeah. Like... She's got like one of those coats with the uh, like the fur on the sides. That's oh, that's totally like a World War One sounding like aviator like style. Yeah, okay. that's kind of the vibe that I got from I'm it. So far behind, I only watched like up to volume four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's the only outfit that I wasn't wasn't into. Uh, yeah. Ruby's hair looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake's hair looks really cool. You like you like the cut? Yeah. Yeah, I think she, it's awesome. Like, I think she definitely looks the most different out of all of them. Is mm-hmm. But it makes I sense. Really... It makes sense given stuff that happened to her in um, season seven, season six. Yeah, there's something. It's not often that, that you see these haircuts like this for characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been kind of cool to see they're the same people, but they've given them very different looks for different some of looks. them. Looks that's that's neat because a lot of characters they tend to stay the same way for so long, which is kind of how they had been for a while. Yeah, like they had. They had small change-ups in their outfits, but it mm-hmm. sounds pretty different. Yeah, it looks, mm-hmm. and it's cool because, again, like, yes, they were, like, these kind of high school-age students, but just because of events that happened in the show in um, the earlier seasons, like, they're really not, like, doing Kids school anymore. anymore. I was going to say, it's yeah. like, way past that. It feels like, like, I guess you don't, I don't know exactly how much time has passed throughout the entire show, but I feel like they must have grown a lot like i feel like there's it's been some years but i guess they they never mm-hmm. explicitly say that at least i don't hmm. maybe i just didn't pay enough attention they but definitely look a lot was, older yeah it's like they kind of look older but i was always like i feel like they need to change up their look a little bit so it was cool to actually see that they did do that but um, yeah what does it do with the shield's name the d- d- john yes. yeah john and yes. wise i feel like they their hair designs now uh-huh. so i didn't get a haircut she's got a big braid but i think yeah. they both look way more adult now than they do i would agree yeah jean i think jean he he really needs a lift <laughs> it's yeah like, he had a like skateboarder ruby, haircut and now ruby he's got yeah. a nice kind fade. of looked like she was you know and she's supposed to be like kind of the younger one going into high school a little bit early she's like she was the youngest of them all and she still kind of looks like she's maybe younger than the others, but she looks she still looks older than she did before, especially with that haircut. Like yeah. she looks like a teenager instead of like maybe an older middle school kid, you know, yeah. um, that type of vibe. You, she it just they all look much more mature at that point. And they got so. some new powers. Mm-hmm. I know they upgraded their gear, but her thing where she splits into four parts is like that's not from her tool, her weapon. Yeah, I was like, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm I'm excited to kind of see where it goes. Um, but. I don't know when that will happen. Yeah. Also, there is a a surprise character in the season. I won't say who it is, but I was very happy to uh, see a return of said character. 
Mm-hmm. I was awesome. Yes, because they're one I, of my favorites. I know what you're talking about, and I very much agree. Yeah, so I much fun. I was very hyped about it. And made it interesting, too. Yeah, totally. Uh, so. so, yeah. Ruby, you can watch it on Rooster Teeth, or Crunchyroll, I guess, is where I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And from there, we'll get into the TV stuff. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we're talking about Netflix. There is a trailer for a new Transformers thing called War for Cybertron Siege. It looks so good. It's part of a trilogy. Uh, and this is just a new... It's we That was announced a while ago, but this is just a trailer yeah. for it that came out. It I releases it July 30th. Yeah. Yes. July 30th. And LJ, you said it looks like it's probably based off the video game with War of it Cybertron looks, for the name. War it looks Cybertron. like largely the same story because in those... Oh, those video games are so good. War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron. Those are easily my favorite piece of like Transformers media. Okay. Um, but it all takes place on Cybertron before Earth. Um, kind of like I'm sure they've they've done that in the past. I think the original like 80s movie, the Transformers movie, did that too. It was on yeah. Cybertron. Um, but it looks just like it's got Rodimus that same Prime. dark tone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's got yeah. that same dark tone. And, and I love those games because they're basically like Gears of War shooters but transformers um so it looks it looks very similar and for them to use the same name i'm like okay cool i'm down for this it looks intense i mean there are literal autobots just like Mm -hmm. sitting on stakes like yeah very dead there was a part where i think you walk by i think you're like in the game like you're optimus prime and you're like like chained up or you're like hand like this you're like restrained basically and i think you walk by and there's even like a firing squad or or whatever like just taking out like other bots and stuff like that like it's super dark and i'm down for it mm-hmm. oh. cool day before my birthday uh <gasps> that's awesome mm-hmm. i'm excited for it it looks fun uh, we'll get into disney plus news then and that is star wars the bad batch has been announced and that is i think season seven is the first time you see him in uh, the clone wars tv show they uh, are the clones that were the Bad Batch. They're the clones that were imperfect, and so they all kind of form their own squadron. And they're all just different in different ways. So, like, one of them's stronger than he's supposed to be, and then the other one is not as good of a fighter, but he's really, really smart. Hmm. And so things like that. And uh, I liked him. I From the little bit I watched Clone Wars, like I said, I just watched that last season. Um, I thought they were a pretty cool group. It's very, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, Suicide Squad-ish. Mm. Uh, they're like the crazy ones that'll like do whatever to get the, the mission done. The groups of misfits, yeah. Yeah. So I could see this being a lot of fun. It's going to take place after Order 66. Uh, so all the clones have kind of gone against the Jedi. And I would assume uh, because they're defected, they probably weren't given the chips. And so they're mm. probably like, they probably don't uh, deflect like that. And we'll get to kind of see them do whatever they want to do which is kind of what they were doing (laughs) to begin with so should be fun uh i just don't know if we need more star wars tv shows yeah because we have the mandalorian we have obi-wan we have an unnamed possibly ahsoka uh show coming out didn't that jedi temple challenge show come out too recently yeah i mean that's a little bit different but yeah that's different but it's it's a it seems like a lot of star wars and then, yeah, and then you have, like, the movies, which they've kind of taken a break on, but now you're going to put an animated show in there. It's a, it's a lot of Star Wars on Just Disney+. Just after they, get, they got done with Clone Wars. Right. So, I don't know. It seems like a lot, but... Yeah. They, I guess, for the people that like the cartoons, the animated stuff, um, this is something for them specifically. Right. But... It's it's strange. We'll see if it's mm-hmm. any good or not. Like I said, I like that last season. It was worth watching to me. Uh, and then Ruby Rose, she had left the Batwoman uh, mantle, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago. Probably a few months ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus, I, everything's clouded <laughs> together now as far as events go. Um, but we have a new Batwoman. And I think it's really crazy that they're not going to kill ruby rose's character uh or replace her at all i that was my think thinking is that they just find another actress to play 
or character. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to have a totally different Batwoman now. And that is going to be okay. played by Javicia Leslie, who I haven't seen in anything else um, personally. But she is a black actress, which I think is much needed in the Flaro universe. There's not a lot of diversity mm-hmm. at all. So it'll be kind of cool uh, to see that, and especially be in the forefront. Um, you know, she'll yeah. be like one of the main, she will be the main actress of that show. Yeah. So cool stuff. I haven't watched Batwoman. I think that it'd be really weird uh, to have one season with one Batwoman and then move immediately to the next. But it seems mm-hmm. like Ruby Rose, uh, she's not being very, uh, I don't, I don't know the right word. She's she's doing it well, I think, leaving well. She's not leaving on bad terms. And yeah, so, she's not just like I'm out. Like it yeah. seems like yeah. I'm thinking they'll probably transition out with their storytelling to who they need to. Hmm. We cool. will see. Yeah. And that's it for the TV news. You guys geeking out about anything else this week? Nope. So I could talk about the couple of board games I played this weekend. Um, yes, go for so, it. So. One of them I'll just kind of touch on because I played uh, it kind of not as much, but the other one I want to geek out about because it was very cool. So um, I played a game that was like a charades game called on a, on a scale from one to T-Rex. And it, it's a charades <laughs> game where um, it's very high energy and pretty fast paced. Um, and basically you have to act a certain way, like you're given a thing to, to act. Um one of them, which is be a T-Rex, um, which was kind of where the name of the game comes from. But there's different like ones like, oh, the floor is lava, or be a mime, or pretend to be calling a taxi, or things like that. So there's different like prompts to act out. Um, That's cool. But you're also given, um, everyone gets a card um, with a number on it. And the number is between 1 and 10, and it's how intense you are. So basically... Um, Everyone else is... There's, like, three different types of um, charades going on, I guess. Like, there's three different things you could be doing depending on, like, the color of your card. So you could be Mm. acting be a T-Rex or you could be doing one of the other cards or something. But you're trying to, like, act matching according to the intensity that your card tells you to. That sounds fun. Either you're, like, really chill with, like, a one or two, you're just, like, barely acting, but then with a number ten, you're, like, yelling, and you're, like, going crazy or super intense, <laughs> and you're trying to um, match with other um, people in the room. So there are four of us playing, and so, like, you know, for me, if I had, like, a six, I was trying to find someone else who had a six intensity or, like, five or seven, you know, close enough. Um, so it was really That's interesting cool. because we were, like, constantly, like, like looking at each other and trying to see your intensity and if we think that we are the same then we show each other our cards and if we are right then we get tokens and if we're wrong we get bad tokens and then we switch <laughs> cards and then act the next thing and it was yeah it was kind of a fun party game um and it'd be fun to play again but we had to stop playing because one of our uh i was at my fiance's place and one of his roommates um started doing work like he he has a night shift and so he started he was on like a call and he's like guys stop oh, so, oh uh, no <laughs> but it was it was a fun time um the one i really want to talk about though uh is one, a game i've heard about a lot but i've never played until this weekend it's called red dragon inn um Ooh. and i don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not i feel like it's been mentioned but uh, red dragon inn is basically uh, the premise is that you are a party, a D&D party, essentially, um, like a fantasy, you know, adventuring group. And after your adventuring, you know, day, you go to the tavern to wind down. Um, and the game is basically to last, you're trying to last the longest. And by lasting the longest, meaning you're trying to not run out of money and not get blackout drunk. So all of the teammate, <laughs> all of your teammates are That's trying so to get fun. you drunk drunk oh gosh. all your roommates are trying to gamble you out of money um <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of i think one of the reasons this game is so popular is because a lot of people turn it into a drinking game um oh, and so okay. it's really easy to like role play because and that's kind of what we did too because at the end of your turn you are you're supposed to there's a mechanic in the game where you take a drink. There's like cards and you see what's on the card and you take, you know, alcohol points essentially to see how drunk you get. Um, 
<laughs> and so we would we would take a drink every time that happened. And it was super cool because um, we also had tavern music going on in the background because we're all like very obsessed with D and D. We just have tavern music because that's just if you're a DM, you gotta have tavern music. Yeah. Um, so it was just like such a fun experience because. All of us, um, us four who played, because just in the original version, you can only have four players, or at least up to four mm-hmm. players. I think you can have as few as two players. But um, we were all playing characters. Like, mine, I was playing the fighter, and, like, fighting and martial class is my favorite class in D&D. So it was just yeah. really fun because, like, you know, being a fighter, I had lots of health. Like, I was able to be very... Constitution. Um, exactly. I, I was <laughs> able to, like take a lot of drink and give a lot of punches and that sort of thing, but I wasn't as good with my money. And then um, my friend who loves playing rogue characters played the rogue oh. who was like cheating at gambling and stealing and like poisoning people and stuff like that. <laughs> then there was like the two magic users who would do magic stuff. And um, it was a really fun time. And like, you can totally play it without the actual literal drinking part. Like, it's still a very fun game to play if you're 100% sober and drinking just water or whatever non-alcoholic beverage you want. Um, so I highly recommend it if you are a D&D fan. Because it's just, like, cool parts where you don't really, like, if you really want to, if you have, like, a small enough group of D&D players and you have like characters that sort of fit those archetypes it could be really fun you could literally like put in your character like i could put in my fighter um as that character i was playing and like essentially role play as her in that scenario That's cool. um because you don't really act out those parts unless you're a really role play heavy group in D like you're always you know you're going on the right. adventures you're going in the dungeons you're getting the treasure but not a lot of times are you role playing like drinking at the tavern afterwards and stuff like that so it was just it's really fun. And I think there's expansion packs, so there's ways to be able to play with more people or have different classes, essentially. But um, hmm. anyway, yeah, it was it was just really fun, and I'd love to play it again. That sounds really fun. That's cool. Yeah, highly recommend. Cool. Well, we will end the podcast there. Shelly, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. And LJ? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WarHeroLJ and streaming on the Twitch channel on Friday nights. Uh, still playing some Portal 2. I'm almost done, I think. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I got lost. Where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me <laughs> on Instagram at Cody Armor. Man, I got a message, was reading it. It's a whole thing. All right, you can find me on Instagram, at Cody Omer. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.